Hey, welcome back. It's a good life, babe. Jeff and Joel's tales from New Orleans. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's a good life, babe.com. Jeff and Joel's tales from New Orleans with the echo effect for our infinity finale show. I should be getting paid twice, Randy. Uh, cause I'm handling both Jeff's part and my part. Look, our, yeah, our, our, our dear departed friend Jeffrey DeVille has passed. Um, all our listeners know that. And we're going to try and, um, you had to kill be, res- music. Be, be respectful. This um, has been sloppy. Well, <laughs> and it, and you know, J- Jeff be. would be like, what the yeah. fuck are you doing? Well, Jack? that was the thing when I when it, with the mixing board, because I don't know it that well or whatever. And, yeah. and uh, as soon as I pressed the button, I could hear Jeff, a, a a previous recording of Jeff saying check 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 out of mics after I was checking the mics right and we know that he's here isn't that weird dude pissed off that we <laughs> oh for up sure the beginning even the last even the last show that he did and we'll get to our guest introductions here in a second even the last show that we did before his wedding uh, he came back here and he was like you know he f- soldiered through those couple of shows oh, yeah and uh, he was like this is a bullshit with all the kids <laughs> he's like this is so unprofessional. You know, He's well, like, this is just... well, well, Spencer came in and, and you know, he was being loving. Spencer was being Spencer. Well, he was coming in to, to hug everyone and he knocked the power out and we lost like the Everything. first 15 minutes of the show. <laughs> That's right. He just came in like a bull in a fucking China shop. Yeah. Um, so who do but, we have today? Uh, we've got the two Davids. We've got David Lindbergh, David Burley. What's up, you guys? Hey, hey, how's it going? Hey. How are y'all? Beer. Not yet, thank you. Um, <laughs> look, I mean, in all seriousness, we're gonna we're gonna try and have some fun. I'm good, thank you, cousin Andy's out there in the hallway offering beer for everybody. Yeah. Um, you know what? Uh, it's Lent, and I, fuck it, give me one. Hey, take you <laughs> you get three hours off of Lent. Yeah, well, it's tonight. also yeah, it's 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 the the pod, man. Do you guys have yeah, a shot? Do you guys have any liquor? Yes, Andrew? I did. I did See, there you go. Sure. I would I would take a shot of liquor if you. Joel. Had. But, Oh my goodness! And David Lindbergh has a flask. Everybody, God Shocker. damn it! Well prepared. So okay, so I'm going to use a, that as a segue. When we second lined from Jeff's memorial at yeah. the uh, the Mint, the Jazz Museum, shout out to David Cunion for you know uh, providing that space. It was beautiful. Yeah, David, you spoke. David Lindbergh here. Yeah, you spoke, and um, then Egg Yolk Jubilee led a, a little processional over to DBA. And it was really quite magical and beautiful, and and uh, the reason I bring that up is because you had a flasky, you had a shot for me then as well, David. I did. Lindbergh. I had one at the wedding too. <laughs> yes, you did. In fact, you <laughs> my did. little Jameson in my back pocket at the wedding. Yeah. So Lindbergh, you've been on the show before. <laughs> I have. Um, yeah. How far do you and Jeff Deville go back? Uh, Thirty-five years. Um, I met Burley first, and Burley was friends with Jeff, and we became fast friends and. This high school? Yeah, we were. He was what a freshman? He was we were freshman, sophomores. Yeah. There you go. We were sophomores, or I was a sophomore in high school, and he was a freshman. So I saw that photo that one of you guys posted from Jazz Fest. Oh, that was yeah. just insane. Yeah, yeah. Who had one. that picture? Where'd that come from? Uh, I had it, and Susanna found it, and you know, it looks like it looks like late nineties, maybe yeah. early two. I think early two thousands. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I was starting to chub out a little bit. I could tell. It was right there. I, was like, I was like, that's not skinny college, man. You've been chubbing out for a while. <laughs> right. So, you know, I know the date. Like, yeah, no, I think it like, was early 2000s. It was a great shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah But yeah. you can get away. Thank you, Cousin Andy. Um, you can get away at that age of saying, no, I'm just trying out for the wrestling team or whatever. You know? <laughs> well, I was 30. So I don't know what wrestling team they'd be talking about. But, uh, you yeah. know, the Glow Tour. <laughs> <laughs> like the manager who like like breaks chairs over people mm-hmm. as his ladies wrestling. Mark Marin. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Shout out to Mark Marin. Um, but yeah, man, that was. Um, I don't even know where we're going to go with this exactly, but <laughs> the uh, the memorial for Jeff was so beautiful, and um, so many people came out and. I mean, what do you... It was pretty great. I mean, I was stunned at how many people were there. You know, I didn't... I There I were twice as many people outside. Loved, yeah. Know, like getting the audio feed or yeah. whatever, right? Standing room only. Man. Right. And another two Standing room only outside. in the room. Yeah, I was outside. Yeah. I was outside, though. Yeah, people on the balcony. People on the second balcony. We should have had a feed. They had to, <laughs> we did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. There was. There was. Yeah. They had to turn it on on the first floor mm-hmm. because there were too many people on the second floor wow. for people to get to the from the yeah. first floor. So uh, I know people who watched it on the first floor, but they because they got there late. Jeff's yeah. oncologist was there, and ah, um, so really? I made it a point to say hello to him and thanked him for some things right before the memorial, and then and then he heard everyone speak, including Lindbergh and Tracy and Corey and Paul Grass. Jesus Christ, yeah, no, it's fucking great. crushed it. <laughs> that guy, and, All, and, everybody did, and, and, everybody and, did, and, and, and right? staff, yeah, and staff. It was just unbelievable. Yeah. It was, and uh, so Zito, the oncologist, comes up to me after, and he's like. Jeff was a really great bloke, yeah. Because <laughs> he's bloke, Australian, right? Like, yeah, yeah, he was a great fucking yeah. bloke, right? Yeah, you know, I'm glad you like, you know, kept him alive as long as you did. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you. Yeah, you know, yeah. his uh, dad put it right. You know, he he made friends easily and widely, and yeah, those friends were obviously like true friends. Like everybody appreciated him, and they all came out. So yeah, he touched when a he lot can, of folks. It, yeah, and it continued. Crowd. Like throughout his life, when when I well, yeah that, but I'm saying uh, like people. I mean, you look at it like uh, what was it? Uh, um, what's that? The small float parade. A tit T-Rex. Rex. T-Rex. T-Rex. Yeah. yeah, they they dedicated. Then they did. Yeah, Rob Cambry had a really nice the uh, dedication guys, speech. It was the, a second line. It was. I mean, it's, the red bean guys, the dead beans guy. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. There were so many like Randy. We were we were talking yeah. yesterday because. We had there was this uh, tribute at Tipitina's last night. We're going to talk about that on a, on, a, on a different episode tonight, but and get into the details of that. But we were talking before, and you were like on the phone earlier in the day, and you're like, "Do you think you didn't say this exactly? I'm paraphrasing, but yeah. like, are people memorialized out? <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Are people right. going to come? Well, to, but, to, the, to that event, not yeah, not that we didn't want to, right? Know, but like, is there like at some point is there like a memorial fatigue or something? Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And dude, it it's there. There hasn't no, been. No. It's just been because he had. Look, Lindbergh, you just touched on this. He affected so many people in so many ways for so many years. Yeah, you know, a lot of people have an impact on people at like a certain part of their lives. He continued. Yeah, and he continued to grow his friends friendship group. And a lot of us, including you two guys right here, I became friends with after Jeff got sick, and and I started right. and I started meeting. All these people, and it was just kind of blowing my mind. I've known this guy for 15 years, and I felt like he was like my best friend, you know? Right. And to see the impact that 
Jeff had on so many. Well, you know what? You know, like the film thing that you're always yeah. talking about, random. Like people, some people don't even know. But I, f- I feel like there's a lot of people that thought that Jeff was his best friend. Exactly, you know what I'm dude. Saying? Totally, so he like was that the, kind of dude. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, dude. Yeah, you bonded with him quick. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. That's what I'm saying. Like we met when we were, you know, in our teen in our teenage years, and instantly, like friends, like I knew that this is the kind of guy I want to be friends with. I was at EJ at the time, and East Jeff, East Jeff, East Jeff, East Jeff. Yeah, there Jeff. You go. Uh, and uh, you know, just kind of a miserable teenager, and decided to leave that co-ed high school and go to the all boys Catholic school where Jeff and Burley went to hang out with them because what they, the hell was wrong? With <laughs> but they were great. They were so much better than the horrible people I was dealing with in EJ. And, uh, you know, I just, <laughs> it turned out to be a pretty damn good decision. <laughs> shout out to East Jefferson. Wait, do it again. Wait, <laughs> shout out to East Jefferson. There you go. So you went over to Rummel then? Yeah, so yeah. I, I went to Rummel in my sophomore year, like three quarters of the way through my sophomore year. I had totally forgotten that you went to EJ first. Right. At that time, <laughs> at that time, uh, high school in Jefferson Parish was just 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. So I was in 10th grade at East Jefferson and then and then moved over. So what, what was Jeff like in high school? David Burley. Oh, no, what were any of us like? We were just dumb young guys, you know. But we knew—I don't know—we were we were different, you know. I mean, I guess you know we became the weed heads, right? The, the weed heads, yeah. Because you know he didn't smoke weed. I know, except but he was a couple he did of times. Then. Yeah, he did and a he, few times then, but he it, it it didn't really him turn them on. Right, right, yeah. right. It did. He didn't really like it. I mean. It, the, I mean, that was the common thing. We would he would drive, right? Because he had he had the nineteen eighty four Nova, right? Which was a new car at the time, right? Nova. That's right. And uh, he would Nova. drive, and we were dumb, stupid stone guys, and we would forget our weed in the glove box of his car. <laughs> His parents would inevitably find it, you know, and he would swear that it wasn't his. And, they, and they, of course, they didn't believe him. Of course. But it literally was not his. Is that right? And it was he, mine, and I was pissed. And he was got in trouble. Meanwhile, <laughs> Dave got caught countless times with weed or or pipes made over, made out of a Coke can. All this stuff, right? All sort of paraphernalia. Stones, <laughs> right? Bongs. <laughs> And he continuously convinced his mom that no, it's all he Jeffs. Was, yeah. He was no, just, no, not that it was Jeffs. He was, no, he was but there was a kid it. who was a prime target. Right. He, he was just holding it for this other guy. <laughs> right, 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 right. And she believed him. Well, <laughs> who wouldn't believe that it all belongs? Well, poor to Jeff, man. You know, telling the truth, yeah. he gets the shaft. You gotta um, sell it. You know what was he? Uh, yeah, what was he? Well, he didn't sell it very well. <laughs> right, right. Or they, you know, so. I don't know what was he, what was he like? He well, was he was just like he was yeah. throughout his life, you know. Yeah. He had that same sort of blunt, you know, personality, you know, but co- completely loving and supportive, you know. And yeah, I mean, he was, just, you know, he was, 
gosh, but he was that same guy. Where, 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 was where, was the, same where did that guy. vocabulary come from? Did it come from East Jeff? Yeah. Did y'all all no, he was, no, no. East Jeff no, was no, just no, he went to Rommel. Yeah, no. Did, did, did that yes, come from our fine education. <laughs> all right, and we and we kind of have to cut this off here, right? Because they, it's getting into that stereotypical New Orleans. Where did you go to school? And yeah. people, you know. Huh? No, I mean high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. People, are, people are prideful, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, but, I don't know what it is. I hate it though, right? Because it is like that question, whatever, right? But like, Jay, you know, but I think would... it speaks to the uneducated uh, populace that we have here too. Right? Is that you know people <laughs> are you know when they're right when they want to know where you went to high school because that speaks to your social status more than <laughs> where right. you went to your college. Right? Right. But, but, because but, everybody just went to college at LSU. Yeah. <laughs> well, but Jeff's. I'm, I'm assuming Jeff's, Jeff's uh, vocabulary didn't come from UNO. No, no, no. It but, was it was, self, was it? but it was helped. I mean, we we did that. I mean, this it's the stereotypical story of high school to college, right? High school sucks. I joke about it in my class. They'll be like talking about something. Oh, and yeah, high school. Who the hell wants to go back to high school? And I got all these kids going, yeah, right? It sucked. Yeah. But you get to college. And it opens up, right? It's this creative, wonderful atmosphere. You meet all sorts of new people. Tracy just gave me his ring. I'm going to hock it. <laughs> get 30 bucks. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, and you get to college and we blew up, right? We started to meet, you know, when we were in high school, we knew... 10 other people outside of high school that were like of us, right? Yeah. You know, and then we get to college and we start being, oh, wow, there's a whole another world of people out there just like us that did not exist in Metairie, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, like, wow, look at all these cool people and the music and the, you know, all this, the whole scene, you know, and the film and all. Yeah, it was, you know, we all blossomed but at the same time we all remained like incredibly tight right yeah of course i think also i think also in our group there was a there was a valuing of music and art and literature and so we explored yeah we but explored. We, re we also read a lot right yeah. i read tons of books i read way more back then than and I that do, was all with the curriculum at the school and and also you guys yeah, were like all well, intelligent right. not guys. curriculum at all it had nothing to do with the school. Got it you. was like well, are trying you to talking read... about high school. Here? It's like you guys are. Smart. No, I'm talking about like so the, just in what personal you read life. Had nothing to do with college. They didn't assign me Hunter S. Thompson or William S. Burroughs or any of those right. guys in college or in high school. I read those on my own. Right, but you weren't in college. It, right, you weren't encouraged to sort of explore literature and things that you were interested in? No, in college it was like, here, you're reading, really? you know, the second generation rom romantic writers. You're reading Shelley Keats. professors, man. <laughs> <laughs> you went to the same school. I felt like Byron. I felt like the culture encouraged you to, and I'm not talking about the strict class, culture of the classroom, the culture uh -huh. of, of a university encouraged you to you know, we had the free speech forum. You know, there was just all this stuff going on, you know, and it encouraged you to to explore. And, and But I was never into, like, authoritarian superstructures. I was more like, oh, this is a – you know? stop it, man. This is, a, this is a this function. This is such a Jeff conversation. <laughs> I'm this like, I have a, no idea what these dudes are <laughs> This is a function. This is a thing that's going to get me to a place. I'm doing this for a degree. I, I don't give a shit like about that. that. Right? Like, I felt like learning I was in on my own because I, I felt like I was in college own. to uh, learn, not to get a career. 
Jeff had no, a... That's true. And they taught me things that I wouldn't have explored on my own. But I also explored a lot on my own. Right. And, and I, I felt like the idea about. was to create a person that was going to go learn on their own. Yes. I felt, well, I felt that too. And that's what I'm talking about. Okay. But I was that <laughs> way. I was that way anyway. <laughs> College encouraged it, sure, but you know I was that way anyway, right? God, I missed well, Jeff right now. So I, I missed Jeff. So <laughs> well, but you know, because he, he would decide this argument. No, no, he would. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, sure. that gets to my larger point. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. So if you would have been just some closed off bullhead idiot, it doesn't matter what class you would be in. You wouldn't have explored on your own. But since you were that kind of person. You got to college where things were more open and exploratory instead of just, here's math, here's English, sure. here's biology. And, uh, right? all, all of that is true. But my larger point was to say, was to answer the question, where's Jeff? You where don't Jeff's, have a larger point. <laughs> Where did Jeff's vocabulary come from? His and it en- came from his that exploration veracity. And, and uh, endless curiosity, yes. right? And that endless curiosity was something that we as a group fostered. You guys all had No matter yeah. what Burley says. Group. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was like a Stand By Me kind of group. It was like, yeah, check out this yeah. band. Look yeah. at this book that I just yeah. read. You know, like, yeah. like, and kind of fostering that exploration. And Jeff that never curiosity. stopped that. Like, and it, as no, he no. got older, he, it never no. stopped that. None of us do. We were yeah. in our 30s and had like a music list. Yeah, I wish yeah. I would have had friends like you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was, brought, like, it was CDs like right stuff. before Sid was born. So it must have been right when we were turning 40, 41. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we were like, and I was. I was jonesing for this, and I kept wanting to do more, but we all got too loaded at this one, so I was reluctant to do anymore. But we had this me, I, I slept in Jap's bathtub. Now it's out in the world at 41, you're 40 wait, years old. 40, what, wait, well, how, he was, he how was old was your son at this place? Seven. He wasn't. <laughs> He's seven now. Yeah, yeah. Back so any, he, yeah, yeah, so he, he was minus exist. three months. Right, right. <laughs> but I had so, children. But we had a music <laughs> listening party because I was like, man, you know, we're all still doing the same kind of thing, you know? Let's get together and let's have a party and we're going to listen to music but it has to be what we're into right now no throwbacks to the past as much as we love the, that music you know that we grew up with you have to just bring everybody had to bring 10 songs okay right, that we that you're That's listening fun. to now. that is really fun yeah yeah it was yeah, great. Jeff like blasted out the place he had the amps going it was <laughs> where'd yeah. you guys do it was that place off of uh, on Bienville? Bienville, oh, that, his spot, right across yeah. from his yeah. 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 place, yeah. yeah, across from the cafe, G's pizza. Or, well, that's yeah, what it is. Now. That's a great idea. Such yeah. a great idea because it's funny. And this, yeah, I don't want man. Fucking nostalgia. Well, no. Well, it's 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 a it's odd because like I was gone. I was in Wyoming working on digging dinosaurs. It's a long story, nice. but but yes, it was cool. But I had one of my uh, friends in my my. <laughs> Wait, you want some? No, no, paleontology. Everybody switches it up. There you go. All right. Um, no. So, but the thing that was out of um, it was one of my buddies uh, that 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 I grew up with, and finding like rediscovering things that you lost in the in the the, the journey of life. And you didn't realize those are the things that make who you are up, okay? And that you love those things, and just life gets in the way—jobs, a house, a yep. mortgage, yep. kids, whatever it is. Yeah, I was living in Hammond, so you know, yeah. Yeah, and you—he for- was living in Gulfport. He right. hasn't forgot that he loves bad brains, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. but that's the thing. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it's like like uh, having a group of friends, 
and reminding everybody like you know why we do what we do or who we are because yeah. Jeff is I, 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 I like I, I've met you guys a couple of times but I don't know you guys but but I could see that Jeff is a, is 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 one of the legs of the table yeah right. you know what I mean like oh, yeah. and, and of so, y'all's table oh, yeah it's it's yeah. just beautiful you know yeah I'm gonna I'm I already miss being able to talk to him about the democratic debates <laughs> right? coronavirus we loved talking Corona. politics right um I, I mean through the late early 2000s we would congregate at the coffee shop every morning right and just talk politics and whatnot and, and music and all that stuff you know just well you always want just, just take. go at it yeah you just want just yeah. take. yeah yeah so like i i reflexively called started to call jeff yesterday mm-hmm. you know because i was kind of getting back to normal and stuff yeah doing my multitasking or whatever saw some absurd shit on whatever on on the internet about the coronavirus and i was just like picked up my phone to call jeff i'm like fuck so i had a little cry mm-hmm. you yeah, know sure but it was like i stopped thinking about him being sick though i started thinking him about him being him yeah, yeah. like the dude you guys are describing right, right. now yeah you know, which is which is lovely. I just wish I really want his take. <laughs> I, really, I want to know what he thinks about the election. I mean, with yeah. Bernie's rise and it's exactly. Bernie, it's looking like Bernie Biden, right? I mean, it's he would he would say Biden. I, I I'm gotta sure. know what he thinks. I'm sure he would say Biden. Oh, Freaking Biden. Biden, even though that he would hates be the it. greatest argument. Even though he hates, it. <laughs> I know he but, hates it. I know, I know. And he didn't. We had some it's conversations before he kind of got too bad, but you know, and he he just didn't want anybody old. He just didn't exactly. want anybody old. Right. So he would be, but he did. Super he, we kind of were. We both were kind of like Biden. Just needs to get out. This I got. Is bullshit. I agree. Right? That, look, the only establishment time, crap. Well, I mean, that's why. I, like, I don't know what he'd think. Have I you, don't know. Would he? Yeah. Would he be so anti-Bernie that he'd go for fucking Joe Biden? Right. I don't know yeah, if don't Jeff know. would do that. I think. Right? I think. I don't he, know if he'd just say he hated the Bernie. He hated the Bernie Bros. He hated Bernie people. But he the didn't bros. hate Bernie Sanders' politics. No, he liked Bernie Sanders' politics. Right. He hated the Bernie bros. Right. So what? How would he do that? Well, and that's another thing. That's why boat. you always wanted to know. That's why you always wanted his take because you really didn't know. You it was very predict. nuanced. Yeah. It was always yeah. a nuanced take. Yeah. yeah. And it was always well researched. And like you know, he could probably tell you more about like Princess cruise ships, coronavirus, than anyone else. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like he just you know he just saw it and he had a take and. I mean, that's what was so much fun about the guy, Yeah, you know, and like he would call me reflexively, too, and just be like, yo, like in 2000, whatever. Dude, Bounty Gate, we talked four hours a day <laughs> during that shit <laughs> or whatever, you know, like as he's like receiving the stock for the Lost Love Lounge, you know, and the ESPN is <laughs> on the background. He's like, do you believe it's Roger Goodell? The hottest take ever. Like, fuck Stephen A. Smith, man. Like Jeff DeVille had like smart takes, not hot takes. Just smart ticks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he just had to get them off of his chest. And and uh, that's what I, I love that about him. Um, sometimes, though, sometimes, though, I mean, I you know, I don't want to be uh, anti-Jeff in any way, but sometimes his <laughs> idea. <laughs> right. Warts and all. Right. Warts and all. Sometimes, sometimes his ideas would warp to fit the better argument as he would learn what the better argument was. So he would adjust his thought because he knew the argument was stronger on the other side. So he didn't ever really hold the first opinion in the first place. It was just a good place to argue from. And he would move 
you know, as he sort of developed a better place to argue from. So a lot of times I think with Jeff, it was about the sport. Did you study more than it was about the the ideology? Yeah. yeah, You know, no, but I've argued with Jeff a lot. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) We all have. (laughs) Right. Right. The only time Jeff ever got mad at me, the only time he ever like had a, a, you know, a temper towards me or whatever was uh, election night, general election night uh, in 2016. And because we're sitting here in this same house, Tracy was here. They had just started dating. And Tracy actually gave Jeff shit um, for giving me shit. <laughs> and because uh, we're like, we can't believe Trump's winning, you know? And I'm like, but look, in, in Ohio, there are all these counties that are liberal counties, man. We're going to be fine. And I And I kind of repeat myself sometimes when I'm trying to, like, make a point. And fucking Jeff was like, no, fuck you, man. <laughs> Trump is fucking winning. <laughs> fuck you, man. I'm like, dude, I didn't vote for Trump. <laughs> I was just trying to have a glimmer of oh, hope. Oh, he was blaming you for at it. Midnight, <laughs> right. At midnight. And then like two days later, I was like, I'm running for city council. And Jeff was like, I'm going to be your campaign manager. <laughs> right, right, it was right. a testy night. It was a testy <laughs> yeah. fucking night, man. And that dude, I'll say this, man. Uh, one of the the gener- Jeff was generous. And now that I'm like getting to know you guys better, Lindbergh and Burley, and I am hearing about what you're saying about this like culture that you guys had in high school, makes a lot of sense to me. This intellect thing. Um, Jeff was efficient with his intellect, and he was generous with his intellect, mm-hmm. in my experience. So like I could be like leaving my day job, biking to like a forum or debate or whatever at a school or what, you know, Delgado or whatever it was, not knowing what the fuck I'm doing, you know? And I'd be like, Hey man, I'm like literally calling him like with my earbuds in as I'm biking. I'm like, yo, um, can you give me three points on criminal justice reform? You know? (laughs) And he's just like, boom, boom, boom. Got it. You know? And I'm like, so can I say, if you build it, you got to fill it. He's like, Oh dude, go with that. Go with that. That's cool, you know. He, but he was like, he, he and, and if I came back at him and I was like, I don't like that particular point or whatever. He didn't. He wasn't. He was never entrenched in my my. Maybe he softened later in life, Lindbergh. Because yeah. But like, he was never entrenched in a point of view. He had a point of view, but then he looked at your point of view, and you know, he was he was open to it. It was my experience. But he didn't waste your fucking time. That's what I loved about him. Uh, I was like, dude, I got five minutes. He's like, I got five minutes. Okay, real quick. What are we going to do to solve sewage and water board? You know? He's like, here's the three things you need to talk about. And here's the deep shit. I'm going to send you some links right now. Send me some links. I'm like fucking looking at it. And then I go on the fucking stage and like talk about that shit. And like, that's Jeff DeVille, man. I mean, he's the smartest fucking guy that I ever knew. Yeah. You know? Just straight up. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and he used his like intellect for good. Yeah, he did good shit in his life. Yeah, you know, I know his like his father at the memorial did the, like the road less traveled thing or whatever. You know, that's what dads. That's think. what dads do. That's what no, but that's what they think when they're when their kid. Everybody's does, like, when so when, lazy when their kid doesn't do a, yeah when their kid doesn't do a corporate job or whatever yeah. the fuck. Yeah. This guy fucking Bad went generation. out of the world. You play a guitar yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. Jeff DeVille created... You're not supposed to like your work. (laughs) (laughs) With your long hair. Exactly. With your long ponytail. (laughs) 
Oh my God! His, Who ever heard of that? Mike in your work. <laughs> his parents really got to know him in those two last weeks of his life, yeah. in the in the couple weeks following. Don't yeah. you think? Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, let's see. So I'll tell a little tiny story Please. about that. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Jeff had just gotten the trach, and Bob and uh, Joan come in, and uh, Bob is. Uh, Jeff's having a moment, right? Uh, you know, he's having well, he a mom and he dad almost, moment. He almost, well, okay. And so he's waving for his dad to come over, you know, to come over to him. He's got the walker. He's kind, kind of by the foot of the bed, maybe three feet from the foot of the bed. And Bob says like three times, like, what, he looks at me. He's like, what does he want? What does he want? I'm like, he wants you to go over there, dude. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've said it nicely, but I yeah. was like, he wants you to come to him. You yeah. know, he wants to hug you. You know, and it was clear, you know, he was tearing up and, you know, was, you're in that situation, you know, whatever, whatever uh, bad vibes, you know, you've had, these are your parents, right? right. And he's looking for some comfort and That's some right. love, you know, and I, I was like, dude, you know, come on, read the signals, man, <laughs> you know, like, go. Oh, you know, it's go the, over to him. Yeah. You know? This is how humans operate. Right, right, right. <laughs> but he like looked at me. He was like totally bewildered. You know, he asked me three times, "What, what, what does he want? What does he want?" Because he couldn't talk. Right. Well, well Jeff had, had just uh, been put in. Put in. You know, but he went yeah. to him, and it was a, and it was a beautiful. You know, he got it. He he finally got it, and it was a really his nice parents. Moment. That was one of the more interesting things. Like Jeff railed against baby boomers. You know, which his parents are. Yes, and. Um, I mean, you could like any problem that we have in this country, Jeff could like distill it down to baby boomers. <laughs> and uh, and and you mentioned the walker for his dad, Bob, who has Parkinson's. And dad, uh, dad, Jesus, uh, Jeff fiercely loved his parents. Um, but they weren't like connected. You know what I mean? Right. It was a generational gap, sure. which they are. Yeah. And one of the sweet moments in this house. Um, in those days between coming back from MD Anderson and the three days he was Jeff was here before he passed, and folks were coming over. Ro- Robert and Joan asked me like they were like, "Why weren't we closer to our son?" You know what I mean? They were like, they were like, "We we don't understand why he was." I was like, and and Wheeler helped me out with this too, but we were like, "No, it's just it's a generation thing." First of all, and he loved you. And I know that he loved you because he talked about you guys all the time, you know, but they just didn't get. How could you how could anyone of a certain age get Jeff DeVille? You know what I mean? He was I don't know. I mean, kind of a raconteur, you know, kind of a renaissance kind of dude, Mm -hmm. you know, with all the shit that he did. Mm -hmm. It was probably pretty fucking confusing. You know, yeah. I, I had a small business. It's confusing for me. I have no idea how that guy lived indoors. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, seriously. Like, how did he? Right. Where does where does just, just? It's like he's not a teacher. He picks it off he's, the money tree. Right? Yeah. Like, where is he getting? He know, fucking hustle. He's got like eight yeah, hustles. Right. You know? Exactly. He's pretty skinny. Exactly. Pretty skinny living. <laughs> right. Well, you know, it's funny. Like, but Chris, you know what? It was it was yeah, he did his it. own rules. Right. He yeah. Why well, used to live like that? Way. So I'm, I'm like, I don't know exactly how he did it, dude. Exactly. <laughs> Chris Lane was over here earlier, and he might come on the, one of these shows okay. tonight, uh, who emceed the, the, the Tipitina's tribute last night. And he was like, uh, asking me what I was up to, and he was like, 
also, is that your third hustle? I was like, Jesus, man, no, it's my main hustle. <laughs> and that's only like, that's kind of an only in New Orleans. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to book this thing, but the coronavirus is kind of fucking it up. And because of the contracts and they want to do the force majeure and they want to like change the act of God clauses and all this shit. And they were really like delaying everything because of the fucking coronavirus. And he's like, oh, that's probably just your fourth hustle, right? I'm like, no, man, it's my main hustle. <laughs> You hear they canceled South That's, by Southwest? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff would have a hot take on that. Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah. I know, dude. I don't know, man. So, okay, Burley, I'm going to shift gears. I'm going to put some pressure on you right now. When I was living in D.C., uh, five, six years ago, whatever, I was talking to Jeff every day. And I was going through my own shit or whatever. That was that long ago? And he was going through, yeah, I think so. I moved back here. and uh, It was like two years ago. Nah, bro. I've been back like four years. Three, four years. No. So maybe it was three, five. Three years. Whatever it is. Yeah, all right. I'm just... No, but it was like all of a sudden you just... But like I was 14 there, years. I was there like, Jesus four, Christ, I, I'm like six no, years I, old now. I moved there and... I moved Freaking there, out. I moved there in 2014, 2015. Really? And I, for two years. Damn. Yeah. Right, go ahead. Yeah. You know, uh, Obama, man. I was into it. It was nice. The, you know, National Mall and everything, yeah. the monuments. And yeah, that the Smithsonian is free. Yeah, and I just did that whole, like, Forrest Gump thing. Yeah. Like every day. DC is a cool DC town. Rules, yeah. it's no, great. DC is great. Yeah. The museums. Okay, whatever. Shout great neighborhoods, DC. man. But I was in a pretty yo, and I lived right by the zoo and stuff. It was mm-hmm. great. But it was a horrible. Wait, like, you lived in uh, Dupont Circle. No. Oh, no, no, <laughs> fancy shit. No, I lived. Yeah. I lived two blocks from the zoo. Okay. It was Mount that? Pleasant. That's no, kind of okay. close to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of close to. No, it was. It was Mount Pleasant. Nice. But um, so Jeff and I talked every day. And uh, commiserated about my misery and the relationship that I was in, but also and and also Roger Goodell at the time was heating up, you know. Mm-hmm. So we were, you know, it was literally like ninety minutes a day on the phone. And uh, at the time, he the could tell. was tell <laughs> he was telling me how much time he was spending in the hospital with his buddy, who he was the godfather Shit. of his buddy's son, yeah. Sydney, and. Yeah, he was 15, he was saying, dude, it's rough, bro. I mean, I, I just have to be there every single day. And I'm like, fucking right, man. You should be there every day. And that's that was you, David Burley. Mm. He was, I mean, it sounded like he, the way that we were all there for Jeff, it sounded like he was just, he was there. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm sure no, so many was. people were. Yeah, well, this whole crew, man, you know, and they were, but Jeff was, you know, well, I mean, shit, man. He was. I mean, he was. He was my closest friend, you know. And the only other person I can say that about is Dave right across the table, you know. And uh, yeah, man, it's freaking heavy, you know. I mean, I was, I was, so I was in IC after I had complications after getting surgery for colon cancer, and in recovery. I slipped into um, what was it called? Uh, pneumonia, aspirate, uh, asp- aspirational pneumonia, aspirational pneumonia, mm-hmm. right? And I got septic, and like I was something called neutropenic, which means like all my white blood cells l- literally disappeared, like zero. <laughs> and so I was like uncon, so I was in the ICU for five weeks. In two and a half weeks of the, that, I was like unconscious. They like shut him off. It was like mm-hmm. click. Yeah, <laughs> we're, they were like we're, we're lowering everything. We're taking him at like we're just keeping him alive. No other anything is going to happen. Right. Because there was no. Yeah, you know more about that time than yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah. 
because I was I was gone. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So, so you know, so uh, you know, he was he was there. You know, I mean, and they were doing all this research in the waiting room, trying to figure out what was going on. They would have these conferences with the doctors, you know, and everybody's taking notes, and each person has their tasks. Right. And Jeff's at the uh, Jeff and Dave are at the head of that, you know, because my and my wife's just just Susanna's just trying to keep it together and just sort of keep, um, you know, keep watch over me, you know, and make sure that the sort of nurses and stuff are doing what they're supposed to do, you know, so they're taking over the other part. And, you know, he was in when I finally woke up and started to come to and finally realized that I'm never going to get out of here unless I, unless I tell them to stop giving me these drugs. Because the drugs just like kept me out of it. And yeah, it was like I was, I'm not going to get out of here if I stop taking these drugs. Man. If, I, if I let them keep giving them to me. Thank you. Right. So anyway... So, you know, and that, and that was this whole, you know, uh, road back. And what, one of the things I distinctly remember is, so after I come out, right, and I'm hooked up to all these tubes and this slow, days-long process and weeks of getting off one, getting off one wire every few days, right? It was like, oh, this wires are slowly coming out of me and off of me. And one of the one of the uh, last was to see if I could swallow, right? And uh, I was man, I was so psyched, right? I hadn't had anything to eat in four weeks, anything to drink, right? I was just like wanted water with lemon so bad that was like my dream. So I uh, so I failed the swallow study test, man. Suzanne had brought me these big bottles of water and stuff with ice and lemon. So I was like, eh. but anyway, they had to put a freaking trach in me, right? Uh, just like Jeff had, um, and they had to put a trach in me, and so that, and so I couldn't talk when I came out, and then I couldn't talk because I had the trach, right? And then finally, once you know, after about maybe uh, four or five days of having the trach, I can't remember exactly, they put in this like little voice thing, like they did for Jeff, right? Uh, that so you could talk, and he in he was there the first day I spoke any words, and he was just so elated, you know. He just started crying right there, right. He was just like, "I'm so happy." <laughs> He's like, "Dave, you don't know, you don't know, you don't know," and I didn't know, you know, what he and everybody else had been through, yeah. you know. And it was that was just. You know, that was a moment, man. Yeah. The thing about that that makes it so heavy is it was so super intense. And we were at the hospital all the time, right? Yeah. Like that I can I can draw the Toro upstairs, like <laughs> where the you you know, like from memory I can draw you a blueprint. Um and Dave was really sick. Really, really, really sick. And we thought you know, we've just got to be here. We got to advocate for them. We got to show these doctors. We got to represent. We got to do all this. And Jeff had never had cancer or anything at the time. Barely was sick in high school, and mm -hmm. then it came back. And you know, so we were. It, this sounds weird, but we were kind of used to Burley being a little bit fragile and on the edge, and, <laughs> and so it was like, oh, we got to you know come rally, together around a brother, right? Yeah. We got to rally, and then all of a sudden, 
at the end of 2018, wham, Jeff gets like the missile, right? Yeah. Like, oh crap, we got to mobilize again. And you guys right? Mm-hmm. And so we mobilize and we realize that there's kind of a little larger support structure. So, you know, we pull back a little bit, but we're still there for Jeff. And it just felt like we couldn't will this one out of existence. Like it came back for our group with a vengeance as if we had done something wrong in the first place. And that's the, that's the thing that kills me in a lot of frustration that we all sort of exhibited in that last month before he went to uh, last two couple of months before he went to uh, MD Anderson for the last time with you and Tracy. You know, I think that all the frustration of the powerlessness that's right. right that we had that's right right manifested itself in just ah, something's got to be done you know right like why isn't this going on why isn't that going on you know but there was no there was, there was just nothing, was nothing. yeah and that was just a manifestation of us feeling powerless that's well, right. jeff and i felt like like goddamn we did it like we had anything to do with the fact that you know the the disease receded <laughs> exactly. in your body, exactly. right? But you know we but it felt that way through the force of our will, through the force of right. our love, we pulled Burley from the depths that's right. Right. back to life. Right. And that's kind of yeah. Maybe I mean, that's I feel, why this felt so much more frustrating. I know? feel like Jeff though got because we took that trip and we talked to the oncologist at MDA. You know, I, I I can sleep well at night knowing, mm-hmm. and I think we all that, absolutely that, that he 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 had maybe six more months than he probably should have had, and in that time he he and Tracy went to Amsterdam. Yeah, like, yes, man, and, yeah. And the got, last got year married, they did it right, and yeah. he he played like jazz fest. Yeah, uh, he played French Quarter fest. Yeah, um, all while he was going through these. I mean, Jeff was. Here's what I love about Jeff. When he was sick, is that. He never, two things. He right away was like, okay, no more added sugars, no more alcohol, no more nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm I suddenly, because like when I live with Jeff, when I moved back to DC, we were living, and I was living in this house for a little while. Mm-hmm. And uh, he would be like, hey, I'm making a healthy dinner tonight, you know? And it was like pasta and, uh, you know, cheese sauce or whatever, you know? And I'm like, okay. And I would, you know, make a salad okay. or whatever. And um, he didn't know shit about nutrition, you know? And so, yeah. dude, the second he got, you know, once we got this terrible news two Februarys ago, when uh, I was telling Randy this earlier, I was in the, you know, he they, they gave him the chemo drip the first. He did six rounds of 96-hour chemo drips last spring into right. the summer, right? And the first one, though, they had not had a diagnosis yet. Right. They weren't sure what it was. That. Right, right, Crazy right. ass shit. Yeah. And, um, but while we were in day, day two of that particular drip, the very first one, and Tracy was out of the country working in Puerto Rico, and, like, it's just me and Jeff in the room. And this was before this, like, rally thing that we did. Yeah. Lindbergh, that you're like, like we're going to fucking rally, and we're going to yeah, solve yeah, some shit. Yeah. Um. The oncologist came in, and he had not looked at the scans yet, and we all looked at the scans together for the first time, together, with the oncologist, me and Jeff, and the oncologist, and it was stage four fucking cancer, and it was all throughout his bone marrow and his organs and stuff, and we had a big cry, yeah, big cry, and then Jeff was like, let's take a nap, 
I'm like, I'm not going to crawl in the bed with you, but like, we're going to take a nap. We took a nap. And then he, his first call was to Quintron, who played last night. He was like, yo, I got to hear something positive, man. Because Quintron had gone through some bad cancer or whatever. You know, and he's like, I just need to hear something positive. And then Jeff was like, let's get to work. And that's when, like, you guys, Lindbergh and Burley and Suze and everyone came in and swooped in and got the MD Anderson thing going, got all the insurance shit going. And I'm telling you, man, when we went to MD Anderson that last time, a few days before Jeff passed, she was like, oh, my God, I can't. Like, one of the best oncologists in the world was like, it's amazing that he got all these months, you know. And yeah, I think I think, I think that Jeff was such a it. necessary trip. That last visit, you know, I think that was just so necessary for for him, for obviously for you and Tracy, but for all of us to say, see kind to of accept like, that finality. Yeah. Through, yeah. You, yeah. You know yeah. What and, I mean? and, and here. OK, because I think there would have been a yeah. lot of second guessing. With totally. That. Yeah. 100%. Great, it, totally. And it's totally. And so everyone should know, like Jeff fucking did everything like oh, yeah. and here, here's what I love about Jeff. Yeah, we talked during the we whole talked time about all that nutrition stuff as soon right. as we got it. You know? he, he, all of a sudden, he was a nutrition like, expert. Right. All of a sudden, he was like, "Joel, why are you drinking that? Or right. why are you doing that? You know, right. sugar is and fuel for cancer. And my, and it, my, is, it is. It right? is. Yeah. And in my in my best moments, like every day, I love. Like I I told someone the other day, I was like, it was kind of selfish of me. Like my caregiving time was with Jeff was like selfish because it was like. The thing that I really wanted to be doing was hanging out with my friend. Right. You know what I mean? Sure, of course. And uh, it gave me a great excuse to hang out with him every fucking day. <laughs> right. You know? And, like, blow off everything else. But all, all loving and, relationships are but, that, really. But he, like, here's what I love about him, man. He was never angry. He never fucking got angry. At some point, his short-term memory started. You remember that, like in November? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then at some point, you remember Burley, like two weeks yeah. before he passed, yeah. or so before, we, when he started having like the uh, dementia thing yeah. happening. And you're looking at me like, Jeff's yeah. like, "Well, Burley, let me ask you something. There's a submarine in the basement, and we gotta go get the aliens. Um, should we plant the flag, or what? You know?" <laughs> <laughs> and like, yes. Burley, yes. Burley's like, "Yeah." Sounds good, Jeff. Yeah, it's some imperialistic, colonialist shit. Show these aliens, motherfuckers. USA, USA. And I'm like, what? Jeff started chanting USA. I'm like, what conflation of like premium network like television shows is he putting together right now? Because we did watch a lot of Baby Yoda in the towards the end. Anyway, Jeff was fucking like. It would have sucked to have to care give for someone who's pissed. And yeah. Jeff was just fucking delightful. Which is and happy. Which is stunning because he I mean, even stopped being opinionated. He even stopped, which is crazy. Like he softened in the right he way. He softened. No, the the, yeah. the last the la I remember the last day we we came over to, to, to watch the Pelican. That game. Monday. I was like whatever. I was like, You saw did you see the Joker? And he's like, eh. <laughs> yeah. If, was it like a, I'm not sure if I no, saw it or no, not? No, it was like I, I was saw like it. A, he was like, meh. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. He and that was his, that was his hard take. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was meh. Stuff, <laughs> stuff stops to matter. It really yeah. does. It stuff oh. stuff stops to matter, and you're just like, he he was always <laughs> look, he was always present. Yeah, yeah. Even the like even and he was self aware, and he would make fun of himself. He would be like. Joel, what am I doing right now, dude? Because like he's trying to pull up something on, he's trying to pull up the baby out on Apple Plus. Mm -hmm. 
or whatever. And he's like, Loose. <laughs> yeah. That's some fancy <laughs> shit. You got the P-L-O-U-S-S-E. The Ploose. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, dude, what am I doing, man? And he just laughed at himself. And I'm like, oh, you're pulling up the baby Yoda, bro. The great thing, and I like manipulated him. I was like, I was like, I knew that he had already watched episode seven of Mandalorian, and I hadn't. But I was like, yo, have you watched episode seven of Mandalorian yet? And he's like, I don't think so. I'm like, fucking right. Even well, though, it was great. Even though Griper didn't remember. Even though Griper right. told me <laughs> right. that he had watched it. That's the best part it. about hanging out with my dad. He's got dementia, yeah. and you're like, hey, yeah. I haven't done this thing yet. And I know he's got it. You got it? Oh, all right. Kind of changed reality. <laughs> right. Yeah. How, how, how many minutes we had, bro? Uh, I, I don't know. We don't. Oh, we're not using don't do Jeff's that. phone. Not using Jeff's phone. No, I'm. I'm sure we're in the forty-ish. Yeah, we should probably start winding it down. But do you guys have any like? Let's talk about good, lim- well, I mean, it's go good stuff. But yes, but let, that's what I was going to say. Get away stuff. from the, the like the memories. Yeah, All right, I want to. I want to drop one on you that uh, that I had prepared. <laughs> All um, right, but it, it involves it involves a couple of topics that we brought up so far. Right, it involves Jeff's loyalty. And it also involves Jeff's anger, like from election night, right? Yes. Right? Uh, so we were, Jeff was still in high school and I had graduated. And it was Mardi Gras. And we were hanging out on the corner of Bonneville and Veterans, right? Oh, that's the spot. That was the spot. <laughs> it was the spot. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Got a, I got arrested there and beat up by a JP, J- Jefferson yeah. Paris Police. Yeah, they were. That's called J- foreshadow. That's right. <laughs> JP. Foreshadow. Wait, y'all, y'all can't give me at the same time. All right, go, go ahead. For sure. That one's slick. Yeah, all right, go ahead. All right, anyway. Uh, so we got the ice chest out on the street, and my friend Steve had disappeared. The parade ends, and they're starting to clear the street, and Steve's ride home is with us, and I don't want to leave him out there. So the JPs are coming down the street on the horses, right? And they're like, get out of the street, get out of the street. And I'm like, I'm just waiting for my friend. And the guy says, you need to clear the street now. And I said, 19-year-old me, I'm just waiting for my friend. I'll be out of here as soon as he comes. And he said, now you're going to jail. (laughs) So he grabbed me by the back of the shirt, threw me on the ground, handcuffed me behind my back. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Jeff sees this happening, takes the cups and other crap he he caught. He caught, right? And slams it on the ground and is like, what the hell? <laughs> and the cop says, get him too. Oh, no. <laughs> so they go over. They tackle Jeff. They bring both of us and put us on the back of a JP police car. So, Which was a common occurrence. <laughs> <laughs> it was. All right. Well, well, well. For all of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, JP's love. We dealt with JP the worst. Yeah. They <laughs> yeah. are, man. So one calling me a devil worshiper. What's that necklace? Some kind of devil worshiper. We're we're head down on the back on the trunk of the the JP car and we're facing each other. Right. And I'm like trying to make Jeff laugh. I don't know. I'm like licking raindrops off the back of the car, (laughs) whatever we were doing. And he's just like totally over the moon like not not over the moon that means good he's like totally like over the whole situation and they put us in the back of the car they bring us to central lockup and they throw us in the drunk tank so we're sitting there in the drunk tank with every other asshole who was arrested at this parade for pissing that night. on the whatever yeah and we're 19 and all these guys are like 
25 to 38 and they're they're like three times our size and they're you know tattooed and you know like we were just looking at them like holy shit so it was like we sort of instinctively started like a abbott and costello kind of routine (laughs) like like we're gonna entertain the shit out of these people and tell them these crazy stories some of which were true some of which were true ish right truthy and so we're like singing and dancing right like and uh so they they were into it right surprisingly but not surprisingly because if you ever heard jeff Duville tell a story of course they were fucking into it right <laughs> so these guys are listening to us and we're like hanging out by a thread and like just, like just trying to make it through the night and the gate opens and these other two guys come in and these are the like reddest of the rednecks like they came in from freaking cut off to go to the Metairie parade so just <laughs> Get, capture that in your are, mind. For are y'all going to get lots of letters from Cutoff? <laughs> <laughs> right. I hope so. I want hate mail from Cutoff. <laughs> we all rednecks. <laughs> so, uh, so these two guys come barreling in, and they're like totally over the top and completely wasted, out of control. They're yelling and screaming and uh, grabbing the gate and like shaking the or the the bars and like shaking the bars. And the guys that we're with. Or like these, or the guys we were talking to, two of them were like bikers, and two of them were like jocks from you know like post college jocks, and the cutoff guys are shaking the bars, yelling. And I'm like, "Yo, sweetheart, chill out, right?" Well, calling a guy from cutoff sweetheart, just for the record, <laughs> is not, not the best thing. idea. No, not a good thing. <laughs> no, you were good at that. Always, <laughs> so you he, were really good at. So that. he turns to me. Right. And he's like, you know, what'd you call me kind of situation. And the bikers and the jocks both stood up and were like, you sit over there to the guy, to the guy from cut off. And he like went over, sit down and Jeff and I kind of look at each other like the stories like really are paying off. Right? That <laughs> right? is awesome. I don't <laughs> so, think I ever knew that story. That is awesome. It's a hundred percent true. So after that, we get sprung the next day and realized <laughs> sprung, sprung. <laughs> sprung. and like realized your, your parents built you. that's right <laughs> or, or that yeah probably more accurately that uh and we realized that on our arrest record we were arrested for cruelty to animals what uh yeah, yeah. disturbing the peace right. and something else so we're like, cruelty yeah. to animals what the hell is this jeff okay go ahead <laughs> and they're like uh what are you punched a horse <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't punch any goddamn horse, and Jeff didn't either. So we took up a claim with Internal Affairs. So it was me and my mom. Good luck. It's Jefferson frickin' Parish. Right? They opened an investigation. P. <laughs> they opened an investigation and brought us in, and it's Robert and Jeffrey and me and my mom. We sit down, and they're I like, "Remember that?" <laughs> they're like, "We'll drop the charges if you drop the investigation." And we were like, "Deal done." Later on in life, Jeff's going to open the Lost Love Lounge. He wants to get some, uh, what do they call the gambling thing? Video poker. Video poker. He wants to get some video poker into the Lost Love Lounge, and he can't. Why? Because of that. Because he was arrested because he got pissed off. Punching a horse. (laughs) For for punching a horse. He punched a horse in the nuts. In 1988. And it's funny because, you know, we we would constantly joke about that uh, charge. Right, and, yeah. and he be kind of yes. kind of became it bit, famous, it bit, right? It bit, it bit him in the ass, <laughs> or infamous, you know. Like, yeah, Jeff's gotten 
you know, you've got a felony for, <laughs> for punching, punching a, a horse. horse. <laughs> <laughs> right. That sums up Chapterville that pretty well, happened. just that one story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Burley, you got any, like, uh, little you know, positive well, thing? That, I mean, you've already said so much, but, like. Yeah, that that one reminds me of the my one of my more favorite times of uh, Lindbergh and his long arrest record. It was the first Jesus time we Christ. went to uh, Lollapalooza. We stayed with some folks that were living in Atlanta, uh, which is where the first Lollapalooza was. And uh, we're all, you know, it's after the show, and we're all drunk and hanging out at this these fr- friends of ours' apartment, one of which is an I Hate God. And they're at, uh, this is in Atlanta. And anyway, Dave and another a different friend go out to get some beer. Well, it's, what, 1990, 1991 in Atlanta? 91. 91, and uh, Atlanta, it's a, technically a Sunday. It's Saturday night, like 2 in the morning. So you can't get beer. That's right. Until, <laughs> until, until after church. That's right, at 12 o'clock. <laughs> right, so, uh, no beer in church. Right, so Lindbergh, as he had done more than a couple of times, Steals, runs Steals out of the, of the 7-Eleven with a case of beer, right? They come back. We're passed out from being stoned and drunk. And, and uh, he, the police come knocking on the door and come in. And he's in, Lindbergh's in the cl- one of the bedroom closets with his feet sticking out. <laughs> yeah. they, take it, they take him and the other, uh, other friend away. And this time, mom and dad aren't bailing him out. So Jeff's not arrested, but he's he's got to be to work, you know, on Monday or whatever he was doing. I think he was bell hopping at a hotel at the time or That's something right. like yeah, that. Totally. And so, you know, uh, but it was all but it was <laughs> Jeff was so pissed. It was this. God damn it. He does this every time. <laughs> Every time he does this, <laughs> and and Dave was famous for he would he would do these things that would that would provoke police, right? And that would provoke the system. He would, you know, oh, you're not going to sell me beer? I'm just going to run out of the store. <laughs> no, I won't be so caught. good that you're white, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no kidding. I'd be way dead. So you know, we were <laughs> stuck in Atlanta. What, like three extra days? No. <laughs> No, like eight six extra, weeks. Eight extra hours. <laughs> How did you finally get out? Rebecca had something to do with it. Uh huh. She was. That's very nice. I think you owe her still. <laughs> but, but I mean, even when he got out, even when he got sprung, you know, we're walking out of. I don't know where the hell we were walking out. I want to say it was a grocery store for some reason. I don't know why the hell we were at a grocery Peach store. Tree, but street. Jeff wouldn't even talk to you. Right? He was just he put so you in, He puts you in the penalty box. Yeah. That's right. He was so yeah, pissed. He was mad at you at and he had that night. walk. You know, he had that waddle sort of walk <laughs> going on, man. And, when, and, it, and it increases. Or it increased. It got more uh, pronounced when, when he would get pissed. You know? That's so funny. Yeah. And he's just like. It's like a Zion Williamson walk. It is. Right. To and, crow walk. and man, I think for the first couple of hours on that car ride home, there wasn't a word to be spoken. Excruciating, excruciating. <laughs> yeah, he was. It was well, there's a story about, about how Jeff hates my guts. 
<laughs> I think, but see, those that was are the love st- for you. Those are the st- that's that was right. love for you. Those the w- are the same st- way the like griper got pissed at me for falling asleep under the train. That's, true. that's right. It's the same kind that's of right. thing. Your good friend should be pissed at you for that. It's how shit. Jeff knew that so well. Totally, like he came he's at you so hard just, because he's like, he's like, wait a second, uh, I know this shit exactly. <laughs> he's, he's like, because like, I have, I a, live this. I have a Joel Jackson in my life, and it's called David Limber. <laughs> right? Who does dumb? I'm gonna tell you right now. Yeah. You got to put that person in the place, <laughs> otherwise they're not going to survive. Right, long. and you want to hang out with them. That's right. <laughs> so we want to keep it up. Right. We're going to yeah. wind it down now. I think. Yeah, folks. it's been great. You got something else, Burley? I got one more on. quick thing, man. And this is—it's kind of going back to the end there. But I feel so privileged and so lucky on the last three days, but especially the last two days and the last day. That I got the guy to just lay in bed with him and put my head on the pillow next to his head and hold his hand. I think I, on that last day I was I was laid in bed with him for like four hours. It had to be from like ten thirty to like two thirty or close to three or something like yeah. that. You know. And he appreciate he he was I just he was present, right? Yeah. Um, th- he um you know what can I say honestly and. I made what? him crack up on that Thursday. That Thursday, he that was Thursday. he was he was conscious and he was replying. Yeah. And I remember like laying in the bed with my on my stomach with my feet up in the air and twirling my hair, you know, like some little schoolgirl, and telling him about the night before, right? Which was the Wednesday the party. when y'all got home, yeah. yeah. And how there were tons of people outside, and I was telling him about the, all that. But that was the last day. I think he was he fully was really, conscious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, was he? Aware that we were all there in the next couple of days? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, but I just feel really privileged that I could just got to hold his hand and, and just, he had and really just lay there hands. with him. Yeah, like I, I mean, I just I saw him on I saw I saw him on Saturday, like about an hour experience. before he passed. So the last time I spoke with him, I just whispered in his ear, and I held his hand, and I was like. Dude, what moisturizer are you using? I know, right? This is a smooth and love nice. machine going on right here. Dude, you have not <laughs> held a hammer in your whole fucking life. <laughs> right. According to these hands. Did you just get zero? Which is just the opposite because he was like always holding the camera and whatever. Cancer Man. cancer gave him some soft ass hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just glad I was be, able to be I there. I mean, all over. He was like, soul he was so soft. Soul. He got, he got really sexy. Like, his olive skin. Hey, with the hands. I want to say, we were, I got to be there with his, his soul. His <laughs> Thank That's you for Jeff's the hand. Italian right. olive skin that came out. Yeah. True. On that note, we're going to sign off here. Y'all are belittling yeah. my soul connection. No one is. <laughs> no one That's is. It. That's what we do here. That's it's not it's it. a good life, Dave. Babe. Just a joke came up and you ran with Jeff it. Jeff and Joel's <laughs> tales from New Orleans. We're going to deviate for a second. Are we? Okay. So this is this is my protest. Go for it. And I think Please. finally. Producer Randy, everybody. This is what we're going to do, because we're winding this down. Yes. We're going to play outro music. Yeah! Do you want me to cue it up? Jeff you would get, love the it. punk rock. Do you have it? Yeah. No, I don't. I mean, you got to play it, but I'm good to go. Let's go. Well, I, I mean, s- well, fill some airtime while I pull something up, dude. You well, just sprung this on me. I'm filling time. Can, guys, anyone, can anyone else? Do we have a Pelican score? Do we have yeah, a what is a Pelican score? It's please? close to the end. Hey, do we have a score on the Pelicans? It's uh, they were leading by one for a no second. No way. Were, yeah, no. They were, by they were, one. They're gonna they blow it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeff Deville. This is a New Orleans thing to do. Blow sorry, it. Sorry, Jeff, sorry, Jeff folks. Deville loved uh, loved Zion Williams. He did. Um, he did. They say a lot about that.
We're I signing out, folks. See you later. Infinity. Whatever. Finality. It's a good life, babe.com. Jeff and Joel's tells from New Orleans. Randy. Lindbergh. Barely. We got two more coming, y'all. You see, it's so much better. Just let it jam out. Like, jam it out. Nobody heard the rest Just of the song. Jam it out. When did everybody play the whole song? Play the whole song. Play the whole fucking song. If you want to quit the podcast and not yeah, you can anymore, stop right now. You can stop if you're a right bitch, now. no. If but you're a right bitch, now. you can stop. If not, if you're not a bitch, listen to this fucking thing. Song so fucking awesome. We've no. never played this. There it is. Second. We'll play the rest. Yeah. Later. See All you later, people. I'm going to fade out. All right, y'all. It's a good life, babe. Wait, look at this. I think this flooded in Katrina. Wait for it. <laughs>